Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, T. T's such a personality, man. <laughs> Walk personality. Talk. Per <laughs> oh, praise God. You know, we've, we've got a few things coming, and, and we want to encourage you to, um, we've got our annual conference. This is the second annual overflow conference and i'm really excited about that um pastor greg moore if you know that he works with andrew womack and and he's he's uh, he now heads up the ministerial fraternity but he actually led the Karis bible school for years and pastor greg is just a, a great friend of ours and a great uh, a great leader a great guy with great insight he, in any case he was our keynote last week last year with our other speakers we felt led to have a certain selection of speakers i felt like it was a god thing and um, pastor greg couldn't do it this year but um, he sent this video. So, do, do, uh, Rochelle, do you have the video for with Pastor Greg? I know, I know you may not have been cued, but this is coming up. Yeah, she's, she's digging it up. I, okay. My name is Greg Moore. I'm the executive director of Army, the Association of Related Ministries International. And I want to encourage you to check out the Overflow Conference with my good friends, Shannon and Card Carroll. we have in our heart for overflow conference is not just information you know we we feel like that god has definitely put on our hearts to 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 grow in the area and the personal work of the holy spirit we don't just want the holy spirit to be something on our doctrinal statement the holy spirit jesus said it's better you need you can't leave home without him he said we at jesus needed the holy spirit you and i need the holy spirit and we need to have him in a real practical way we don't want to get weird remember that we've got the churches i don't know how many of you have been born again for a while but we don't want to get weird with the holy spirit and and sadly a lot of people have got like weird experiences with the holy spirit and if you start talking about the holy spirit they think you're just going to be silly or you're going to be weird that is not what we want to be we do need the holy spirit but we want to have a practical um, application a practical way of building into our lives the personal work of the holy spirit what he's there for and so all of these speakers coming are are, are really experienced and it's going to be a time of activation it's a time where they are going to practice and give you and, tra and train and so that we can all grow and i'm telling you i'm the first one i'm going to be learning tons and pastor uh, you know we, with, we have uh, lamont and sharon they're going to be helping us with worship as well and so um we pray for it but if you've got it's going to be mornings and it starts on monday the 21st and it's going to be just a worship night that night and we trust in god for some awesome things and then tuesday wednesday and thursday it'll be in the mornings um and then evenings on tuesday and wednesday as well so it'll be a time of of um, yes there are these in the to take to hand out corin says take one home take and hand out but but really you know this is not just for us this is not a lake haven thing though we know that we can all benefit from this 
This is for a region. We, we, we're inviting local pastors. We're doing whatever we can because we know that there is a bigger thing here through the personal work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So pray with us. Connect with us. If you can take time off, wonderful. If you can only make the evenings, great. Whatever, whatever, you know, just listen to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's, um, there's so many. I can't. There's so many things happening that I'm excited about. I so appreciate what's happening at Healing School. Remember, connect with Healing School on Sunday afternoons at 5 o'clock here. Um, it's been so awesome, and we're hearing great testimonies of what that. How many of you have been coming to Healing School? A bunch of you. That's awesome. That's fantastic. You enjoying it? I know. It's been awesome. Thanks. You can, you can really get your heart turned around by plugging in. If you've struggled in any area of, of, of healing, lay hold of the truth of the word of God, it will change your heart and life. So um, we're just grateful for Andrew Womack's ministry and, and the Karis team that have, have put that together. It's just, it's just awesome. So hallelujah, amen. So this, um, um, I want to, would you just close your eyes with me as we just connect for a second. Father, we're so grateful that you're part of this service always, Lord, and that we come to gather as your children, brothers and sisters, and set our intention to worship you but also to hear from you to hear for us personally and father i thank you that there are individuals here today that need a specific word father that they're coming they may have come with a heart's desire to say you know what i need to hear something this morning i need to hear you god i need some direction and father i thank you that that intention that they set will be met will be met in jesus name amen thank you father that we all set our ears to hear what you have to say to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, last week, I, I did a, I, I started a, well, it was only going to be a one-off, and I was called, so what are you thinking? I called the title, so what are you thinking? And um, I didn't quite get it wrapped up, and I, and, and Corin was encouraging me. She said, Arushan, I really think you need to wrap it up, and I was praying about it. I thought, you know, you're right. I, I, I do need to encapsulate it, because I'm the kind of I'm, I'm the kind of teacher, preacher kind of style, if you will, that, that if I send some, if I've got to, if I'm moving along in my notes and I have to stop somewhere, I kind of camp out there and I stop and I dig into where I feel like I'm supposed to go. And so, um, and so, but I didn't get through this concept that I had on my heart um, that, that, that was talking about our, our thinking and our minds and, and where we at in our thinking. And, and really it's on the topic of prayer and meditation and, and the topic of new covenant prayer and meditation is such an enormous topic that we could really spend time delving into it. And, and sadly, or, or, or we, we, well, not sadly, we really ought to do it justice and dig into it because it is an essential part of the Christian life, prayer and meditation. I, and I said the first week, it's, there, there's, this, there's this attitude when you say the word prayer, people have an emotional response to prayer and they, and they immediately think, oh, well, I've got to do my our father or I've you know going to say our prayers tonight and we're going to you know and we're going to say oh god please won't you bless me bless the cat bless this give me my food give this and help me win the lottery whatever it is you know it, we we have our little we have our little god go and do this list you know and 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 that's unfortunately this the sense of what prayer has become in the church and that's not at all what prayer is and so i i felt like i needed to 
to, to we're going to, to make sort of a practical workshop on the first half hour of Wednesday nights just to delve into it practically and, and start working through Andrew Womack's book, A Better Way to Pray, as well as Jim Richards, um, a, the prayer organizer, as set works, if you want to call it, and, and start just workshopping it um, on, on, on Wednesdays because to practically, Wednesday nights, our overflow service are a believer's type meeting. It is about the person work of the Holy Spirit, but it's also, we call it a prayer and meditation service. It's a time to connect. It's a time to pray. Um, and, and we're, but, but I tell you what, I, I have been there, like many of you have, where if you were back in the 80s, with me at least, there was this preacher who will not name who, who said, you know, was talking about an hour of praying and you better pray like this and this is the formula for praying and if you do it this way and then then it went into this weird kind of spiritual warfare stuff that if you if you pull down the strongholds over at least Johannesburg which was crime ridden at the time we thought that crime would go out of city because we were going to take authority and pull down the heavenlies and we were going to do and morphed into all these weird kind of spiritual warfare eventually there was parts of the body of Christ if you didn't know about it good for you they were literally wearing camo pants and camo shirts and doing, you know, praying, warring tongues. Warring tongues. I mean, we, we can get pretty weird. We can. And that's okay. Because, and, and listen, no condemnation. I've done it, been there, done it all. So if you were part of that, don't get all offended, okay? Because, but, but, but there is a new covenant understanding of prayer that we need to investigate. Are you, are you willing to change? Are you willing for the Word of God to, to be your teacher? Because you cannot, and you and I cannot know God outside of His truth. We cannot be set free outside of truth. We cannot understand Him outside of truth. I don't care who you are or who I am. You and I ha can have opinions of stuff, but there is only one opinion that counts. There is only one opinion that counts. Only one. God has a view and opinion and we're going to get to that in the in an upcoming message but it's it's so powerful for us to understand that we have got to be the ones that have got to be able to align ourselves with his view his paradigm his perspective his opinion because he is the only one that knows it not your preacher not your denomination not your this not your that it is revealed in the word of god and that's why we have to be students of god's word that's what we are disciples of his word and we've gone into john 8 30, 31 and 32 then Jesus spoke about that, and you know that scripture well, but it's, I mean, we keep going back to it. Jesus said to those that believed on him, that he said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. It's an important piece. Abiding in God's word is an important piece. And then he said, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But it comes because we're disciples. It comes because we know what to abide means, to abide in his word. Abiding, you know, even when we say the word, word, you know, there's two Greek words and, and the, the one is the word rhema and the one is the word logos. Um, the famous one, you, you know, you know, in John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Nothing was made that has been made that was made with him, right? And that was the word logos, that Greek word, if you go and pull out your blue letter Bible, which you can download for free when on your app, and you can see that's the word logos over there. It is, rhema is, the, is a spoken word, but logos encompasses this 
word of God. It's, it's this logic, logos, where we get the word. It, it, it's this encompassing understanding of who God is. It is his word. He is the word made flesh, it says in John chapter 1. If you know him, if you abide in Jesus, if you're going to abide in Jesus, we have to abide in his word. We have to, and, and so, and so where, what I feel that, that we wanted to do here in the, in the next little while, and, and I will be referencing it a lot because prayer and meditation is this, is this essential part of, of taking information and getting it in our hearts, getting it off the getting it off the pages and getting it into our hearts. That's what prayer and meditation is. Prayer is not a shopping list to God. It is not God's to-do list. God isn't waiting like he's your DoorDash partner and, and you know, you're going to, so, you know, give him the list, you know, and when you go and light a candle or when you come to church and then, then he's going to, you know, okay, I'll give you this or give you that. No, that's not what prayer is. And look, I know that that might even sound like heresy to a mind that doesn't doesn't understand where prayer is. And we can, and we like I said, we guys, we can camp out on this for a while. If we go to Matthew six and and see what Jesus said about prayer, and 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 he said, listen, hypocrites love to pray. Andrew Andrew says that in the book. You know, that's his chapter one title. Hypocrites love to pray. They love to stand. They want to be seen of God. They think they're going to be heard because of their many words. Hypocrites love to pray, and they love they thinking that the more you pray, the more you're gonna, the more you you, you know you're gonna be heard because of how much you pray. It doesn't work like that. Gang up on God and let's twist His arm. And that is that is rampant. That 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 fake knowledge, which is a total deception, is rampant in the church. Gang up with me on God and let's assail the heavens and get God to change. You think God doesn't know what your needs are? It says it right there in Matthew 6 when Jesus was teaching. He says, your God knows what your needs are. But we feel like when we pray, we have to tell him what our needs are. Like, oh gosh, I, I, didn't, I missed that. Well, if I don't pray for my needs, because you does say, give us today our daily bread. Like I said, there's a lot to teach and unpack in this if we're willing to learn. But if we're going to abide and settle down and make ourselves at home in the Word, and like I mentioned last week, Kyle gave me a title. He said, I should have called it Farming 101. You know, it was like taking the seed of the Word of God. Jesus says in Mark 4, and that's such a powerful, all-encompassing understanding of a kingdom philosophy of life, which I've done. But, but, but you, we've got to understand that God's Word... Jesus, written, the logos, the logic, the way things are. God's word is incorruptible seed. And guess what? It's up to us. Up to us. And that's what we don't like. We don't like that. Don't tell me it's up to me. I like to be able to blame God or the devil. Because I can sit here and say, oh, God is in control. If it was just, if it was, you know, he is the one that would, it would if, if he wanted me to be sick, I'm just going to be sick. If he wanted me to be well, I will just be well. And we carry on and we have all these, these terrible beliefs. I'm spitting. Thank you, Corinth. 
you're going to see you're going to see an umbrella pop up here in the front row. <laughs> but we, but you you know it's 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 a pet peeve of mine because it is such an important thing, and I I can't teach about it all the time but but it is such a, a, a fundamentally bad understanding about this understanding of free will free will is completely separated from the understanding of what is often said to be the sovereignty of God that's not even what they understand about God being in control of everything and 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 it's there is no logic in it and there's no process in it but and it's perfectly aligned with scripture when we unpack it and put it in its proper place but you see this idea that we 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 but god does things apart from us he it's just his will and you know that god god is the most predictable person in the universe he is the same yesterday today and forever he does not in him there is no shadow of turning but that's not what we actually believe in most of the body of christ well you never know what god's gonna do you know god really wants me to be sick god really was not doing this not god's not doing and we pack out all these weird kind of theologies to justify how god can break his word or that god's actually a liar or that god's actually not faithful because that's really what we're doing We've justified it because we don't want to change. We want to blame God because we're suffering. And we, we want to blame God and blame God and blame God and blame God for this and blame God for that. Blame God because we're poor. Blame God because this happened. Blame God because a drunk driver killed my kid. Blame God because, blame God, blame God, blame God. Or blame the devil. Either way, but it's nothing to do with me. And when we understand, we prepare to say, okay, God, what is it, my role in this? Okay, you have a role to play. Listen, guys, we can all be victims of a bad person. We can. We can. Ask Abel. You can be a victim of a bad person. It's got nothing to do with God wanting Abel to have his head bashed in with a rock. I'm going to be frank. God wanted, we can carry on, we can carry on, God wanted Israel to be in the promised land within 11 days or 12 days or 14 days, whatever it is. They chose to disobey, they chose to say, no God, I want you to do it this way, I'm going to do it this way. They chose not to do that. So, so how do we avoid the, the, the canes in the world? How do you avoid that? Well, maybe prayer has got something to do with that. Maybe listening to God, listening to learn, to listen to the Holy Spirit has got something to do with that. We can go to 9-11 and look at 9-11 and say, you know what? How come there were only 2,000 people in those towers on that day? When there should have been tens of thousands in that day. And you listen to the testimonies of how many people said, I didn't feel like I needed to go to work. I was supposed to go this. I just didn't get up. I did, 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 did. How many people had testimonies on that day? And I'm telling you, there wasn't one person that God wasn't speaking to. God is the shepherd. He is the shepherd and he is always speaking. We're just not always hearing. In fact, there's scripture, I don't have it prepared, but in Acts where Paul says that Paul was praying in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit says, get out right now, they're not going to receive your message. If Paul wasn't praying that day, guess what? Maybe he was at Starbucks and not listening to God. You know what I mean? It's just like, 
I, listen, guys, and that's okay. I'm not, this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message, message of understanding how God works. Is that okay? Can we be practical? And, and, and when it comes to prayer and meditation, because it's an essential truth, you know, understanding the role of prayer and meditation, like I said, it's not, we, we still think that we've got to pray so that God will do something. Most of prayer, most of prayer is not that. There is some place for some kind of praying that we can unpack. But most of prayer is not seeing what God will do or asking God what will you do. Prayer and meditation is about establishing our hearts in what God has already done. It's not about asking God to do something. It's about, oh, I've got to change. And, I sh- and I told, and last week I spoke about repentance and what repentance really is changing your mind. It's about looking at a truth that comes across to you because you're studying, you are a disciple, you're reading the word of God. What, to, to earn brownie points with God? No. To get a little gold star one day? No. So that you know the truth and the truth will set you free if you want to be free. That's why. And, and it's a journey, folks. None of us have arrived. We're all on this journey. We're all on this journey. No matter where you are, we're on a journey. None of us know it all, especially not me. We're all, we're all on, on a journey of learning and, 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 and being open to, to doing this. You know, um, you know, I was in Africa and born and raised in Africa, and I worked with Ed Elliott on the crusade fields, and we were, we, I drove the truck. So that was one of my primary roles was to drive this big old truck. And, um, and you know, we, I had a guy often that traveled with me, and then we'd have visitors and other people join. But there was a, this, our team at first for many years was just a couple of us, and then different people added over the time but it was interesting because I'd come out of Bible school and um, and I, I went to a word-based Bible school and how many of you know what Romans 10 17 says famous good scripture Anybody? faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God it's a famous scripture if you came out of any kind of faith-based or it was it's like faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and it was often touted like you, if you need to build your faith, just hear it, just hear it, just hear the word of God. Just keep, just keep piling it in, and then your faith will come. Well, I found, so, so what I did is, you know, you, people, what was really good about that understanding was that people would actually, would actually listen to a message more than once. And that is, I found, in, in essence, that is a, a key to planting seed because, and nurturing seed. It is an essential truth because... We, we can, we've spoken about those truths, but it, it, there's an essential to regurgitate and assimilate seed and to plant seed in your heart does mean that you have to actually spend time thinking about it. Now, meditation is not emptying your mind. I'm going to say it again because there's this, like, this Hindu, whatever, weird Eastern philosophy. When people hear the word meditation, they think, I'm going to sit like this, you know, lotus position whatever the case is in you, it's like, oh, meditate. No, it's, it's got nothing to do with emptying your mind. Meditation is the positive thing of worrying. You do it all day. You all meditate. You know that. Everybody meditates. Especially if you watch the news all the time, you're meditating a lot. You're just meditating on the wrong thing all day. You, you're all meditating. You're looking at your bank accounts. You're going through your bank accounts. You see, you, your brain... You, you have to guard your heart. 
you are the one you and i are the ones that are told in proverbs chapter 4 to guard your heart you your heart is going to be established listen to me carefully your heart is going to be established in the evidence that you provided that's why jesus said if you in mark 11 he said if you if you if you say this with, the, with your mouth and better but and you do not doubt in your heart so the heart is where you can doubt in proverbs 10 i mean romans 10 it says that if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart so your heart can believe your heart can doubt you're told to guard your heart the heart is influenceable your heart and my heart are influencer influenceable and you are the primary and only influencer now you can blame everybody else and say well it's because of cnn or fox news or because of this or because of that you can blame some but you and i are tasked with g with the god the word of god says that above all else guard your heart in case you didn't know what sort of a priority it was go and study that verse a hundred times above all else above all else guard your heart you see your heart is going to be persuaded it's going to learn it's going to get established in the truth or the or the evidence if you will that you provide it if you keep providing your heart evidence of negativity that's where you're gonna and you're gonna constantly guess where you you're gonna be providing it you're gonna be thinking it. you're gonna be chewing on it and all those words meditate are literally groan and growl and um, there's one verse in Timothy, Second Timothy, I think I had it on one of my verses down there. It, 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 talks, it talks to, it's to revolve in your mind. I like that one. Revolve in your mind. You turn it around in your mind. Like I said, if, if you are worrying about your kids, whatever it is, it's so interesting. In different parts of the world I've been to, in Africa, it was like literally some places I went to, it was literally a life and death situation. People were dying. There was very little stuff like that. And it was very weird because my sister lives in Texas. And I, if I, I used to visit America occasionally. And I was, before I met Karen, and I would sometimes come out of like Central Africa with like literally life and death experiences. I mean, I saw people starving sometimes. I've had, had a number of incidents with guns, AK-47s, bullets, I've had some I've had stories like that that I've just never taken the time to tell because it doesn't it's not as important as the word but those things I would come out of a situation where it was literally life and death were on the line and then I would come to Trophy Club Texas which is not far from DFW where my sister lives and the police were watching for who was the guy that was stealing the lawnmower in the neighborhood or who was speeding and everybody in the neighborhood was worried about somebody else and so they, one thing I've learned no matter where I was when I was in Turkey or when I was in Greece or when I was in Trophy Club Texas one thing I learned about the human heart the human heart has a capacity to fear and you decide how much fear you're gonna let in your heart if you decide that you're gonna fill up your heart to 77% capacity with fear you will find something to fear you will find you are going to believe there's a boogeyman under the bed. You're going to believe that somebody's going to kidnap your child. You're going to, you're going to believe that the world's going to fall apart. You're going to worry about COVID. You're going to worry about this. You are going to fill up your heart to the capacity you have designated in your heart. Because by the evidence that you're providing it, you're going to fill up that part of your heart with fear. You will live in fear. You will. But, but 
because your heart is influenceable, say, my heart is influenceable. I am the moderator of my heart. You are. So don't blame Jesus or don't blame God or don't blame anything. Jesus gives us the secret of parables of parables. He says, you want to know how to influence your heart? This is it. And he gives us the parable of the sower. He says, if you don't get this one, you're not going to get anything. That's that, that's that important. And I like the way the Amplified says it in, in do you, can you pull that one up, Rochelle? Um, uh, Mark 4, 24. Out of the Amplified Classic, I think, if you, if you have the Classic, I like the way the Classic puts it. But it's, but it's, it's with the amount of thought and study that you give is the amount of, uh, that you're going to get out of it. There he said, be careful what you are hearing in 24. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear you hear that go back to 4 24 be careful what you are hearing in other words what what are you exposing your hearing to what what evidence are you giving your ears or eyes now that we have video and tiktok and instagram and blah 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 be careful what you are hearing, watching, reading. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear or lies you hear will be the measure of, in verse 25, what you're going to, of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides. And this is in the context of, of Mark 4, of the whole parable of the sower. And again, we're not going to go into that, but last week I said that, you know, it's the seed is incorruptible. The seed is God's word. Jesus said the seed is the word of God. The heart is the soil. Your heart, you have to farm your own heart. You are responsible for your heart. You are, I know we don't want to hear this people. We are responsible if the word of God can bear fruit in our lives or not. Me. If the word of God is not bearing fruit in your life, don't blame anybody else. Anybody. Suck it up, buttercup. Decide what I'm going to decide and use it as a power tool in your life to say, I want to bear this in my life. Because if you understand the principle, it can work for you. No matter what the promise is, whatever the promise is. Okay. So I, I was telling you that Romans 10 verse 17 was talking about, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so it's true. There is an element of reading the word of God and, and knowing knowing the truth of God's word that we have to constantly should be getting the truth of God's view and opinion and literally that is the definition one of the definitions of glory God's view and opinion that is reality you know that you know that you and I all have realities right we have a reality that we each live in and we all think that our reality is the reality but our reality is based on perception and your perception is your reality and it will influence what you are going to experience in life because it's your reality but it is not the only reality i heard i heard an illustration this way and i think it's a great one if a guy gets out of his car at the top of a hill and his car he doesn't put it he doesn't put it in park and his car starts rolling down the hill his car is rolling away from him now there's a guy at the bottom of the hill and his perception is that car is coming towards him 
Now the guy, guy at the top of the hill wouldn't say, don't worry, don't worry. The truth is it's rolling away. Because the other guy's reality is, uh-uh, it's rolling toward. But the guy on the top of the hill, his reality means that he could lose a car. That's his reality. And the guy at the bottom of the hill, his reality is he could lose his life. Do you see that you can have multiple realities in a situation because based on your perception or your experience? But there is a reality, and that's why it is called God's reality or God's glory. And we are, we're, I don't want to get into that because that's coming up in the next, but it's, it's God's calls us from glory to glory, from his, from us to move from, from a reality where we are into a higher reality. He's calling us up into his view and opinion, which is, which is true reality. But that is progressive. You have to take one step at a time and like I said that's kind of what discipline is God calls you up a step and says you can have it better and takes you up a step if you will follow it if you will follow it if you will hear him if you will say yes Lord I choose to I choose to change my mind I choose to renew my mind to that reality I choose to to repent change my mind about okay but you see what we don't do is we like we want to say uh uh-uh, I'm just a victim here it's up to God and then we play victim. We just play victim. And the sad truth is that you can play victim your whole life and blame people your whole life and you will never enjoy victory. But you don't have to. You don't have to. God's truth and God's reality is going to call us up constantly. He's going to be inviting us up to the next step. You, you and I will never arrive until we see him face to face. That's what glory to glory is, okay? So it's, it's, it's this beautiful place of saying, okay, well, what sort of, what, what am I going to do to influence my heart? What am I going to expose myself to influence my heart? How I'm going to influence my, well, that's prayer and meditation in a nutshell. What prayer and meditation is, praying is, praying and there. I don't want to unpack Matthew 6 completely because Jesus' model prayer has got so much in it. There is so much truth in there that, that, I mean, I did a nine Sunday part a couple, when was it last, two years ago maybe, maybe something like that. But, but, but prayer and meditation is, is this tool that we have of, 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 under, of, of laying hold of truth, putting the seed in our heart and thinking about it and chewing on it and meditating on it, assimilating the truth. There, there is no, there is, there's no other way. There, there really is no other way of taking truth and having it in your heart to bear fruit. There's no, there's no shortcut. You can go to Bible school and get a big bolus of information, and that's good. It's good in the sense if you understand Bible school, Bible school from the perspective of of you going to get a whole, whole, you know, 25,000 truckloads of seed delivered to your door because you get a lot of seed. You're going to get an overview. But I can tell you by faith and patience and time and planting and meditation, it's going to grow. This is how I learned this. I was telling you the story. I would drive the truck and 
I would drive this truck up north and, and, and I was out of Bible school and I was gung-ho and, and I was, man, man I had my, my tapes, you know, all the tape series, you know, I had them in the truck next to me and, and I would, we had tapes, tape, a little tape player and I would listen to the tapes. And I, it didn't take me too long with my lightning fast mind to realize that if you, if you just kept listening to tape after tape after tape and topic after topic after topic, yes, you would sort of get a general overview of information but I, it, it was like, I, I, it wasn't really feeding my soul. It was just giving me more information. And so what I found was that soon I would get to tape two or three, but I found that my heart was still back in tape number one. Have you ever read, have you ever been reading a book and going through the motion of reading the pages and you're actually getting to chapter whatever and you think, oh, you know what, my, I'm still thinking about that. And you just got to like, but you don't understand. I've got to read to chapter three, whatever. It's like, whoa, understand your heart doesn't work like that. When, that's when, when you meditatively pray and you say, Holy Spirit, remember, we've got the helper. Praise God. We've got the helper and he lives inside of us. He dwells inside of us. And the helper is there to help us. And to, he's going to teach us, it says. He's going to remind us of everything Jesus, the word, says. So you're going to read the word and he's going to come to memory. He's as you pray and you just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. He's going to help you. You know, he's going to, if you, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm much more careful with the books I read nowadays. Because, and not because, not because some are good and some are bad. And there's, there's obviously a lot of information out there. But sometimes the Holy Spirit knows what you need right now. And I believe that's what the gift of wisdom is. The gift of the word of wisdom, and that's what wisdom in general is. God's wisdom is giving you the right information at the right time. Because you, are, you and I are all facing storms and issues and finances and children and parents and kids and politics and country. All of us are different. Here we are America. Man, praise God, I don't have to lock my front door. Amazon delivers parcels over here. I can take you to most other places in the world where that is not the truth. You know, we live in a different world. We're very blessed in some, some regards. But there's other, there's other issues that we are facing. And, and so, but God, the, according to what you are facing, where your maturity is, where your heart is, where your level of fear is, where wherever you are at, God has got wisdom for you because the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of you. And when you say, Lord, I need your wisdom here. Well, he's got there. He, Jesus has. He's got the wisdom to help you in that situation. But we're such creatures of habit. You know, we want to write down the formula and then try and use that formula next week, next month, next year. I don't have money in my account or my kid is sick or I'm struggling with. We're so quick to formularize some stuff because we're like, no, but you may have changed. Your belief system, your, your reality is different. Are you on top of the hill now or at the bottom? You see, you're not always at the bottom of the hill of the situation. Your reality can change. And I say your reality, your perception of reality. You could have grown, so your perception of reality has changed. Have you arrived? Is your perception perfect? Is my perception perfect? No, but hopefully we've taken another step up. Hopefully we're growing in this. Amen. Does this make sense to you?
It's like, it's like really quiet. Okay. It's just like, because, but this prayer and, and meditation, you see, when we, when we think this religious idea, Old Testament, that I'm going to pray this prayer to God and write it out and press send, and, and, you know, and then God has got to get off his throne and do something about it because, okay, I'll do something about this. That is such a, a, a bad perspective of, of who God is. One, it's, it's, he's deaf. Two, he's blind. He doesn't know what's happening in your life. Three, he doesn't care because he doesn't evidently know what your needs are that you have to tell him. I know I'm sorry. That sounds like a little harsh. I'm, I'm not trying to. He, he, but you see how our, our question, don't put up your hands, please. Are, are you prepared to leave a realm of tradition and look into word of, the word of God? Are you prepared to leave your perceptions, paradigms, realities to consider something else? Or are you just comfortable where you at and say, you know what, I'm comfortable right now. That's almost more dangerous, right? Comfortable is really great because, hey, I don't have an issue right now. Nobody's in hospital. Nobody's dying of cancer. Nobody's just been killed. Nobody's, I don't have to deal with any pressing issues. I'm just comfortable. But like I've said before, you learn to swim before the Titanic sinks. And Jesus said the Titanic's going to sink one day. Or he said it a different way. He said in this world you will have trouble. Or he said the storms of life will come and those who build their house on the rock will stand. You hear the word of God and put it into practice. In other words, who are performers, who apply what he's teaching. Then the storms come you, got, you would have been a performer. You would have applied it, not to earn anything from God, but because you've applied the truth. You've taken the truth of God and you've your word of God and you've established yourself in it. You have built your understanding on the rock. When Now, let me say this unequivocally. Does God's heart, remember the foundation I spoke about two weeks ago? Does God's heart of love ever change? Does it ever change? No. Are you and I ever loved any less if we don't qualify or our house gets demolished by a storm? No. No, no, unequivocally no, because we establish the, our hearts in that primary truth that God loves us unconditionally. While, look, he loved us while we were sinners. It says in Romans 5.5. 5. While we were still sinners, he loved us. So he isn't going to change. He is not going to change, ever. That's important to know. That's important to know because you can, you can say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just camp out here. God's not going to love you any less. But understand, if you don't know how to swim when the Titanic comes along, it can influence your life it can influence other people's lives. You and I have the ability to be able to help other people or not help other people. I've watched people around me die for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's another way of saying it. How? Well, had you know people come to healing school? Had people buried in their hearts and given themselves evidence? When you come to healing school and you give yourself evidence, evidence, evidence by the world-class 
Bible teaches on healing, healing, healing. Listen, I came out of a traditional church where I thought God's, God's will was to hurt you or not to, or it was maybe he would heal you. He could, he could, but maybe it's not his will. Now, that was the background. It took me time to get persuaded that that is not the case until I am now much more persuaded of truth. My house is more established. If I, if I got a diagnosis or somebody around me got it, I would be much more different where I am now than where I was. In fact, I see Mel and Terry back there. Hannah's got to be here. She's got, they've got a phenomenal testimony of, of, of facing cancer and death and major issues. And there she is. <laughs> you know? but, 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 you know, it's getting established in truth. Otherwise, guess what we do? Well, if it was God's will, I just wouldn't have a cancer because I asked God to take the cancer away and he didn't do it, so I guess it's God's will. That's what religion does. That's what religion teaches. No, you've got to take the seed of the word of God. You've got to go to healing school or get another good source of information. And you've got to plant it. And you've got to keep watering it. And keep watering it. And keep watering it. And get some more seed and plant. And, and then weed. You've got to weed. You've got to take out all the, the nonsense beliefs that you've been adopted and face them up. And you've, that takes work, people. It takes work. And that's why we hear this message in Hebrews 3 that says, Labor to enter his rest. There is a labor to enter. There is, by faith, Hebrews 6, by faith and patience we inherit the promises. There is this element of time that is, is necessary. It's not formulas. We, we, we want magic and not truth. We want, we want to have a spell that some other preacher can wave his magic hands or give him a magic offering to and and then and then he's going to heal me because he's got the magic power he's got an inroad into god oh preacher won't you give won't you pray for me sound about right no we we it, it's our responsibility i tell you what you can get healed through somebody else's faith you can you can experience a healing but you cannot live your life on somebody else's faith you have to grow and get established in your own faith. Faith does come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you read that in context in Hebrews, in Romans chapter 10, that's talking about the good news. That's getting established in what God has done, not what God will do. God, as I've said before, and God is the most predictable person ever. And, and, and there's this beautiful thing. I, I really feel I'm seeing it clearer than I've ever seen it before. But, but aligning ourselves with truth. God's truth is always the same. It's always there. It's whether we will just make the progression. Will we align ourselves with that? Will we walk in the way? Will we choose to do that? Or will we be honest with ourselves and say, no, I won't. And that's okay. We love you. We love you, and that's okay. That's okay. But please don't blame God. Please. Please don't blame God when you can't, because you haven't decided to. Please don't blame God. 
please don't try and get other people to gang up with you and, and get God to pray for them. And get, get, please don't just do that and think that it's up to their responsibility. I'm talking to believers here. Amen. Amen. Again, prayer and meditation. Prayer is this place of, of taking the word of God and saying, okay, so you use, we live in, the, I told you a couple of weeks ago, we like live in this rat racy world where we hardly know how to carve out quiet time. And yet, was it Psalm 46.10 that says, be still, we heard it this morning, and be still and know that I am God. And, and there's this element of, can you start somewhere where you just get quiet? Carve out some quiet time. Just quiet time. You don't have, you, you can just start out wherever that is and just carve out some time to meditate on, on, his, on, a, on a scripture that he gives you or a piece of music that comes or a scripture that comes through a piece of music or, or where, where you are. We're like, okay, Lord, I don't understand this. Great. That's a great conversation topic to have with God because when you don't understand something, God, I don't understand that. It's, you know why? It, most often it is because you have beliefs that are stat. Beliefs that aren't even true. And that the Holy Spirit will teach you and he will start showing you as you give him opportunity. Oh, why don't you go and read this scripture? Let's look at this scripture. Let's look at that scripture. And suddenly you're like, oh, okay. It starts making until quote-unquote, the penny drops. You, you, but, but you know what really happens with revelation is you just see it clearer. You're the one who's changing. You're the one. It wasn't like God gave you a magic anointing and spat on you and you had this. He didn't do anything. You did. You decided to renew your mind. You are transformed by the renewing of your thinking. You are the one that is lining up your choice. You are the one, by doing this, the the putting off the old man, renewing your mind, and putting on the new man is starting to happen automatically. Let me just tell you that. That is the difference. That is the big difference between change and transformation. We have been taught in the church, and I've I've got to finish here because I could carry on all the time. We, We... we in the church have been taught to change. We or we desire change in our life. We see we're screwing up. Oh, sorry, I apologize. We're messing up in this area, and we're we're making this issue. We're making that issue, and and we're we're this, and and we say, you know what? I got to change. Or we get told by a preacher or whatever, you better change. And we desire change. And and so the way we approach change is by additional subtraction. I'm either going to add something into my life or I'm going to pull something out of my life. That's how we think. But the problem with change is that it depends on, one, your amount of self-will and self-control and your all, all, all depends on you. And secondly, it's behavior modification. Change is up to you. It's changing outwardly. And that's not a bad thing. You know, you, there are some things that you should stop doing. And they, and, and, but there is a big difference between change and transformation. Transformation brings the outward change automatically because you change what you're believing on the inside. That's why Jesus said, clean the inside of the cup and the outside would change automatically. That's what he was talking about. 
And he's saying, it's change your beliefs, renew your mind. You don't, don't worry so much about the addition and subtraction. That stuff is going to take care of itself. Out of the heart come evil. Out of the heart, that's what makes a man unclean. Remember all those things Jesus said? Out of the heart comes this. Out of the heart come that. That's what he's talking about. But you see, why? Why in the heart? Because it's what you've persuaded yourself in. It's what you've, what you've, what you've soaked yourself. It's the evidence that you've persuaded yourself in. Can you change it? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit is your Holy Ghost GPS that is constantly leading you to turn left, to turn right. He's going to remind you, you just got to give him, you've got to give him time and the Word of God. You have got to be able to read the Word of God and assign time, allow time in your life for it. Allow time in your life to, to spend time in prayer. To earn something from God, for to get God off his throne so he will, he will eventually give you what you want? No, no. That you, you will just... You will, you will absorb, you will, you will persuade your heart of the evidence, the truth. You will step up from glory to glory. You will come into his view and opinion, which is the reality. You will see this. And guess what? When you start step, stepping into his view, that's what faith is. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. And that's what faith is. You're giving, it becomes evidence. And when you're in faith, when you're in faith, you got it, even if you don't see it. You, you, like you, you persuaded. I'm not. Oh, I've got the, I don't even care now whether I, because I've got the promise. I know this is rich and deep, but I trust that the Holy Spirit is teaching you. And I have to give an overview of this topic because, as I said, if we try and break this down over a long, it, it would take ages, and very few people will actually even. But, but I want to encourage you. Assign time for prayer and meditation. Meditation is not emptying yourself. Meditation, allow, when you read word, scripture, allow yourself to go back. Uh, in fact, this message or whatever, go and, if, if it's a starting point, you, you can download it for free. You just, it doesn't have to be video. I'm an audio guy. I like getting it on my phone so that I can walk with it or ride with it or whatever. But, but, but listen to it and, and, and go back. And, and you know what? If God stops you with somewhere and you've, Go back and think about it. Find a friend that you can talk to about stuff. Talk to talk to somebody. You know that's what that's what it's all about. Amen. Amen. There's what's that, sweetheart? The the heart note cards are a tool. You just what were you trying to say, my sweetheart? I wish my husband read my mind sometimes. <laughs> In the seat back pocket, you've probably become numb to these cards. Take a second and pull one of them out in front of you. These heart note cards are a tool designed for you to capture what nuggets you hear. And I'm here, I'm saying not what Shannon says or whoever's preaching says, but that you hear, not with your ears, but with your heart. Amen so that you can remember it. How many of you had a revelation and you have this excitement like, oh, wow. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, right. what was that again? Yeah, exactly. This is 
intended, and I mean, take these home with you because God doesn't just speak to you at church. Yeah. What is he saying to you? And go and meditate on it. Use this card to capture the revelations that the Spirit of God has given you. Take it with you and meditate on it. Chew on it. Expound on it. Pray about it this week. Let this become part of your life in a real way. Amen. Guess what? Shannon doesn't know this. Maybe he does. The scripture that we read this morning, Mark 4.24, then he said to them, take heed what you hear with the same measure you use it will be measured to you and to you who hear more will be given take these cards home with you and use them if you've got a journal use it I know God has got so much more for us he's got so much more for us than we can ask and imagine and yet, we've got better things to do. And I'm guilty of this. Yeah. I'm guilty of this too. This, is, this message is more for you, for, but almost as much for me. You're right. Yeah. Take these heart note cards and understand this is not a rule. This is not a job. We had a conversation a couple weeks ago, my father-in-law and I, and about the word has got treasure in it. If we understood that there was treasure in the word, would we see it as a job to go and dig around? We wouldn't see it as a job. We'd be like, this is the best opportunity in the whole world. But because we've got a perspective that we have to do it, because it's a checklist, that's that's not what God sees. God wants us to find X. And he's given us the map, but we're too impatient. In fact, the Passion Translation of that, that scripture in Matthew 6 says, Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. For where your heart will, your, for your heart will always pursue what you value as treasure. Isn't that good? What do you value as treasure? Mm-hmm. You're not on Facebook, are you, babe? Hardly ever. No. Did you know that I posted that this week? I, I did not know that. Sorry. I did not know what he was going to be preaching, but apparently God does. Yeah. What do you treasure? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and, and I encouraged you last week to read Psalm one because Psalm one is, of course, it says in verse two. Well, verse one. I have to just read one and two at least. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, who stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight, 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 his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And then it goes to give some beautiful promises. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. You know what about trees? A tree near streams of water, it doesn't fear drought. Its leaf is never going to be out of fruit. It's going to bear fruit when fruit is due because it's near streams of water. Won't have fear. He's not going to be. So you, you're going to weather the storm when you plant it. When you meditate day and night, you're sending your roots into rivers. You're going to bear fruit in season. Your leaf's not going to wither. That's Psalm 1. Joshua 1, you know, when the Lord says, be strong and courageous, he tells Joshua, and he says, he says you're going to have good success if you meditate 
day and night. Day, I mean, that's God's thing, day and night. Well, Shannon, surely he doesn't mean that. He's, of course he does, because he's talking about a lifestyle. He's not talking about an event. We, we, we are so compartmentalized, we want to turn everything into an event. And here he's talking about a, he's talking about a priority of thinking, a way of living life, a way of prioritizing things. Meditate, you can meditate. Does that mean that literally all, every single mode? No, but, but when you prioritize, when it is your treasure, when you do seek it, there is a priority that, and, and, and it will give you the ability to stand in storms and not have fear and etc. etc. Amen. So, so study those, pick those up, get stuck into this. You know, what we will do on Wednesday nights is, like I said, those two tools I highly encourage you. If you can't make on Wednesdays, just get Andrew's book, A Better Way to Pray, get hold of Jim Richards, um, the prayer organizer. Prayer organizer is a phenomenal tool. But it's just a tool. And even Jim says it. Jim, Jim will tell you, this is just to help you to, to get established in the truth. That's what, it, that's, that's what it's a tool to do. It's not supposed to be a, what's that? It's not a formula, exactly. But he uses the model prayer and he gets, those are, those are how we're going to get established. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're the one that changes us from the inside out transforms us and we choose to live a life of transformation and father i know that we're all aware of change that we need to do and, and things that we would like to change or uh, we that have kept us held back some things we're aware of some things we have terrible issues and habits or we fall or we disappoint ourselves i want you to know this morning if you've disappointed yourself because you've failed at something i want you to know god's not disappointed in you he loves you he loves you he is never going to change towards you though a righteous man falls seven times he gets up it doesn't say righteous people don't fall that's not so know that god loves you that's not an excuse to to live in sin but it's an understanding that your father loves you the throne of grace is open to you you can boldly approach it anytime know that he loves you and cares for you but he is going to call you he's going to say there's a better way and this is a secret to the better way get rooted and grounded in his love choose to carve out some time Find a healthy place for a New Testament understanding of what prayer and meditation is. It's going to be a challenge to you if you've never practiced it, but I tell you, it's the only way for the seed to bear fruit in your life. It's the only way. There is no other. The only way. And it will. It will. It will bear fruit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing that work inside of us. We listen to you. We choose to listen to you as our GPS, as our, as our Lord, as our shepherd, as our leader. This morning, if, if you have a need that perhaps you're not born again or you came with a friend or you just want to speak to one of our awesome prayer ministers here, please don't go home. 
without speaking to them because they truly are awesome prayer ministers and they will help they will hear from God and be there to advise and counsel you whatever that is maybe you don't know have maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit that is next to being born again that is such a vital thing you must be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues amen 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 hallelujah well I know that was chunky and chewy <laughs> chewy it is a chewy one amen but I tell you it's, it's rich right it's rich God's got such truth for us that can change us if we will do it his way amen. we love you guys tremendously if you're going to be here for overflow um, then come Wednesday night we kick it off at 630 um, and if not we will see you when we see you youth is coming up and healing school at 5pm today Amen. You guys are dismissed.